Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dylan, I sure like to talk about the fun and exciting things that have happened this offseason, but there sure hasn't been much other than Michael Stone announcing his retirement. That sucks. Dylan and Chris from the Armchair GM Podcast. We're going to get into it. Well, Chris, it's too bad Michael Stone's no longer uh, our seventh defenseman. We're sure going to miss that, you know, point point bomb and uh, really just striking fear into defenders' uh, defenders' eyes all the time. Hundred percent. Yeah, you know what i I'm I'm one of the I guess select few. I, I believe you are as well. I'm, I've been a huge Michael Stone fan just because I like the way he plays defense. Um, doesn't pretend to be a, a you know, a, a winger or, or it's not, he's never caught behind the opposing team's net and, you know, things like that. I, That's I find exactly what he's sound. supposed to do. Right. Play defense. It's amazing. Um, which is what you want out of your seventh D. I mean, as much as I say, I like my D, D defenders to play defense, which I really do. I also like, you know, when guys who are fast enough to get back can, you know, they're allowed to rush in every once in a while, as long as they're not always back and always caught. Like some oh, guys right. are like, like an Eric Carlson or something like that. That's too much for me. But with your yeah. seventh defenseman, all you need is Michael Stone, a guy who's going to stay right. at the point, play defense, get the puck, shoot the puck. Fucking that's, right. that, that's all you need from your seventh defenseman. And I actually... I find it funny that you say you're one of the select few because I don't think so. I think it's like one of the points that I've talked about all off season or for even for a couple seasons now with the least discourse is, you know, people just like stone as long as he's not playing too much. They like, yeah, stone. that's the thing, right? It's what, what's there to dislike? I mean, he, he plays, 10, 15 games a season. Yeah. You know, you know if, if people are hating on him, then then they, they just don't clearly know what's going on. It's, it's he's one of those guys, he's just an absolute professional. Um, like I, I think I told you uh in, in the uh flame sub chat there that I ran into him at barbecues galore on the weekend. Yeah. Um and and I tell you what, I if he would have just given me the story, I could have I could have been breaking the news, but no, he just told me we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Right. I'm like, man, we'd, we'd like to have you there. I, I would, I'd rather watch you there than, than Shillington trying to Bambi his way up the ice. And, and he laughed and, and he, and he says, yeah. yeah, you know, you just never know. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and of course, a couple of days later, he fucking retires. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. And like, 
I'm not going to lie. I think we've been talking about it for a couple of years now. You know, the joke has always been, you know, Stone's going to sign with a week left in, in the off season or, or with like a month left in the off season or whatever. He's, he's always like one of the last moves that they make, but that, that whole time, I think last season and maybe even the season before we were talking about, like, eventually he's going to retire and do exactly what he's doing, which is player development, defensive development, which I think is a great move for him. Right. Yeah. It, you know, if, if you want to learn how to play defense, why not learn it from somebody that is really good at it? You know, I, I think he'll do well teaching, teaching the younger people coming in. I mean, not that he'll have a lot to teach, I guess this year, but I mean, anybody coming up through the system, I think, uh, I I think he's the guy, right. You know, one of our, you know, our second round draft pick, you know, set him up with stone and, and get him, get him. Uh, teach him how to figure out the game right yeah and and like honestly i think you know we'll get into our draft in in a little bit but i think this more uh sam marin or sorry etienne marin kid and um you know jeremy poirier both of those guys they could really use some um you know defensive help uh, i think more in a little bit less than poirier but um yeah. and even the guys who don't like even the Jan Kuznetsov and uh, Ilya Solovyov and, um, you know, some of the other guys coming up, um, you know, they they may never make the NHL or or whatever, but I do think that having Stone around, and one thing I think is really, 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 really underrated about what he can help with is the attitude it takes to be able to sit in the press box for however long stay in shape, have a good attitude, get back out there and have it be like, you never skipped a game. Right. I don't expect to see that from like anybody else ever because stone is like the only person I can remember. Who's actually legitimately good at that. Um, especially for extended sits. Right. Um, but uh, you I know think that that was, that's an that important thing to have young kids, you know, learn and realize is if you're going to sit, it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes it's a learning experience. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can use that time to your advantage. And a guy like Michael Stone in your development staff can really help make sure the guys know that. Yeah. You know, for sure. For sure. And that's been one of the things that has been so impressive about Stone over the last, you know, two, three seasons is how much he's sat. And then he just picks up right where he left off. Like he like he had been playing the whole time. And he almost and always it, like scores a goal in the first game back. Yeah. Like Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's super impressive. And you know, he'll he'll be missed, I think, but you know, we, we've got we've got some kids that need need a chance to play. So, you know, it it is what it is. He's he's played his career, and and you know, I I wish him nothing but success in the in the front office. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we can get into uh, free agency a little bit. We haven't really done all that much. 
but uh, it the, no the stone replacement it looks like is going to be Jordan Osterley, who we signed right. for, I believe it's just over, um, league minimum, and that's what he is. You know, he's a six seven. He he could be a six, probably a little bit better. You know, more consistent than Stone can, which is nice. But mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, yeah, it was just um, just a one year, right? But he, he is. I mean, he's 31 years old. He's only a year younger than Stone. Yeah, but I I mean, as far as um, his body's less broken down just because of you know Stone. I really do think that that uh, blood clot is hard on him. It was really hard on him, and I don't think that. I think that he just gets sketched out because one cut and you could be fucked. You know what I mean? And it's not like you're I not going to bleed playing hockey. <laughs> I, I understand that as someone that uh, was diagnosed with a blood clot in February. I, I understand that mindset. Yeah. That's why it's been uh, super hard even being at the baseball diamond, right? You just, you don't want the adrenaline to get pumped and go, you know, going too fast and stuff like that. Exactly. I'm still waiting on my follow-up, so. But yeah, no, I get that mindset. I mean, it, 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 I mean, being his was obviously pretty severe. Yeah. Um, and so I, I can see where it, it would give him a new appreciation for life, you know, not that he wasn't a good father or anything like that, but, it, you know, I would imagine it brought him closer to his family. And, and, uh, you know, we know that they're super, uh, super important in his, in his world, right? I, think, I believe his wife is from Calgary. Yes. Um, and so like they've been they've effectively been living here for like fifteen years, right? Yeah, because he was um, the captain of the Hitman way back in the day too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, played for the Hitman and then obviously uh went went to Phoenix for a bit. Um but yeah, so I, he's he's gonna be around for a long time, I I feel in, in that position. It's it's something I think he he's gonna enjoy teaching um and and seeing results from players, I I get the sense that he's that type of person. I see him eventually, and like this is down the road. This is you know four, five, six years down the road. I see him eventually like being the defense coach. Yeah, I can see that. Not for sure. That. It's I mean, not like a prediction. It's just something I could see happening. You know, like I wouldn't be surprised if one day they're like, "Oh, Michael Stones are." Or defense coach, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. I mean, and he's still young, right? He's only thirty-two years old. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think he still has lots to offer the game. Just unfortunately, he won't be with a jersey on. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than that, I mean, um, we let Phillips go, which I know is causing all sorts of fucking bullshit in the in the fan base, and like, I couldn't care less you couldn't care less i'm pretty sure right yeah i mean i'll be honest i'm just glad it's over yeah you know i i wish him all the best in in washington exactly there's there's not much for for us to say he's that we haven't said before on the podcast a hundred times so it's what it is Um, was he given the proper uh chance probably not did he deserve a proper chance probably not nah 
what did he come to five six camps didn't do shit yeah exactly and even last in last year's camp he was very underwhelming so very underwhelming and then he played what two games with his he sat for seven played two i mean there's a reason right people blame sutter for it but sutter knows sutter knew i mean you know if he cracks the lineup great i don't agree with a whole bunch of the th- the decisions Sutter made this year, I think that he kind of lost his mind at some point this year. But yeah. he does know hockey, and he does know what can translate for the most part. And that's just, yeah. Um, yeah. Besides Phillips, so we lost Phillips, but we uh, re-signed today. We re-signed or we signed a handful of. Uh, of guys I've never heard of, which just, uh, and Alex Gallant, who was, I believe the captain of the Stockton heat a couple years ago. And right. he came back because he took the year off of being, he wasn't a Wrangler. So he yeah, came back and then there was, was a couple other guys with... I've never heard of just AHL guys. Yeah. 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 yeah but one thing I am think... happy about is we kept Martin Pospisil and Dryden hunt. Um, right. Not that I, you know, don't have huge aspirations for them. I think Dryden Hunt could be a, a 13th forward, NHL level forward if, if he needed to be. But uh, though all of these are, you know, we got Brady Lyle, Colton Pullman resigned. Like it, all the Flames did is fill out their AHL roster and, and sign the seventh defenseman because that's Which- all they have money to do. <laughs> That's all they have money to do, but it also means, in in my opinion, that that there's some players on the Wranglers from last year that are going to get a legitimate chance at camp. So, you know, that's good that they're 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 preemptively filling those roles now, and you know, so to me, I I think you know guys like like uh, Zari and and those guys they should be getting excited in for for the possibility of actually making the team next year. Mm-hmm. I I 100% agree and like it's not it shouldn't be just given. I mean I think Peltier has has earned it, but again if he yep. has a poor a poor camp then he has unearned it, right? That's just how it is. But I do think yeah. that um a few of these guys are are deserving of a of a spot as it stands as long as they have a good camp. Um, yeah. I thought Zari was the best, the best forward out of all of our forwards in in camp last year. I actually yeah. still think that. Yeah, he was pretty good at camp, and I think it was he was just coming off that that pretty much year long injury, right? So I understand why they didn't uh, bring him up. Um, I I think Peltier personally. I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to be bad at camp, but I, I think he, he deserves a longer leash because he's proven that he can play at this level. So I, I think agree. Yeah. Yep. That, that he, he, if in my opinion, he, he makes a team without question. Um, you know, I mean, unless he, unless something really drastic happens, but I, I don't foresee that. I think he, I think he's going to want to fight for that spot even more now, now that he's had a taste of it. I agree. I, I don't, for like when when I say if he has a poor showing and can't like he has to have a really bad camp a really yeah, bad camp to not really bad um because I like I already think he's better than a lot of the forwards we like I think he's better than Mangiapane he's probably 
on par with Dubé. Like he's he's a he's a decent NHL forward already. He just yeah needs a little bit of confidence is all. And that's right. To and play. I, I think I think he's gonna get get all all that this year. I think he's gonna yeah have a have a good season. Him and him and Huberto obviously have a you know a pretty good friendship, you know, with the with the language uh situation, right? So I think yeah. I, I think all all the the stars are going to align for Pelche. I think he's he's going to now become a full time NHLer. Me too, and I'm excited for it. I'm I'm not going to make the same prediction for Zari or for uh, well, Doer is going to be. I think, yeah, but I, but for yeah, Zari, yeah, I'm I not mean... going to make that same prediction. I think they could keep him in in the minors or have him be like a guy who's up for five six games and then down for a couple and up for five six games and down you know just like he's mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. could be a tweener just so he gets the playing time and the experience and the playing time and the experience really it depends on backland and and lindholm and and our defensive depth right or sorry our our uh, center depth center center depth yeah 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 um, so I, yeah i mean obviously Dewar and is is gonna we've we gave him that Two year ex- re-signing or extension last at the near the end of last year. It was uh, the first thing Conroy did. No, it was right before, uh, right before Tree Living left. I think they did. Yeah, yeah. So another or Conroy years. did it. I can't remember, but I think it was only one year. I could be wrong. Wrong. No, uh, two two years. Okay, eight, good. Eight 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 twenty five uh, times times two. I, you know, honestly, like, I'm not saying that I want, want them to do this, but if they had signed him to like 1.1, 1.2, 1.25, I would have been just fine with it. Like when he played, he played well. I think he had one or two like subpar games and then like a whole whack load of really good games. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, he 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 absolutely drove the fourth line when he when he was on that line. It was, it it was really fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, I mean he he only played twenty seven games, but he ended up with eleven points, right? Seven goals, four assists. So no, I I so uh, what does that throw rate out to? Like fucking thirty five points or something like that. Um, would that be? 30. 33 points for the for a fourth liner that's perfect yeah probably closer to 26 27 but still yeah not bad for your first first stint of it right yeah and he showed some pretty good dangles too he did actually he he, he showed a lot of a lot of character when it when it came to how he how he saw the ice and how he was able to get around defenders. I was I was thoroughly impressed with what I saw. I really didn't think he had that in him. You know, the first after the first like maybe two three games, I was like, oh shit, doers for real. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like he would be that type of guy who like just fits on the fourth line. But then, if you have an injury, you'd have absolutely no problem moving him up. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah, um, I agree. If he ends up on the third, I'm not going to be angry. Yeah. Uh, you want to get into the draft a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So the whole draft, I'm not going to lie. Uh, anyone I've talked to about the draft would know this, but I was hoping and praying that Gabe Perot would fall to us. And it turns out that Gabe Perot fell way past us. <laughs> um, and I feel like the reason... Uh, I, I feel like the reason we didn't take them take him is because he's American. But he he like actually he would have been my pick hands down. I like whatever he's American. I don't give a fuck. I would have taken him anyways. But um, so I was a little frustrated when the draft first when the first day of the draft first happened. I was frustrated until like a couple hours afterwards after I had actually looked into Sam Honzek, which is who we took with the 16th overall pick um, and looked further into him. And I actually am not upset at all. No, you know what? Um, when when I was looking at it um, leading up to the draft, he was one of the guys that I had on my, um, in my top 10 of who I thought would fall in that position around the 16th mark. Um, yeah yeah and and when when uh you know obviously as players start you know i'm crossing guys off on my on my on my sheet and there was uh i think i had three guys left by the time it was all said and done and and uh i kind of made a uh took part in that hockey podcast uh network uh live for the draft and and Hansek yeah, that, that was, was the guy that i that i said that i thought would be the the, the pick and so I was super excited that uh that I was right on it and nice you know everything that I was reading about him leading up to like I think he's like I think he's gonna be a, a quick study in the in the A and he's gonna make his way to the NHL pretty quickly personally. Do you think do you think it'll be like a one year two year thing or like just a just one year or like later this one year? For sure. No one for sure. Yeah. Um um, maybe two. I can't see it. Uh, I really don't think it'll be past that. Okay. Um, I don't think he's actually playing in the a- AHL this year because they've been saying he's going to be the Vancouver Giants captain next year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He only played the one season with them so far and picked up 56 points in 43 games. Yeah. And that was playing through an injury too for, for quite a bit of it. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, learning a new language. <laughs> Right. Which he seems to be pretty impressive at. Um, He's doing good. Yeah, so I, I ended up doing a bunch of research, obviously, as one would uh, after after he got drafted. And uh, I'd noticed that he's, he's already elite in tight as far as uh, offensively he's already elite in tight. He, he can drive the net really well. He's pretty good at protecting the puck. He's really good at rebounds and he's really good at, at um, raising the puck, even with one hand on the stick, even on his backhand in tight, uh, which is very impressive for a kid, his age. Um, Yeah. And, and and he's tenacious on the puck too in the corners, right? He he's a good battler. Um, he he looks like he knows how to use his body against uh, people that are equal and you know potentially larger than him. So, which is a skill no, a lot of guys need 
don't have even when they're bigger like monahan hannafin yeah 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 that was one that was always one of my biggest knocks with with monahan you know he's a big kid but he just played such a soft game and and you know i i think would have been great in the east but for for you know the western division you know it's supposed to be a little more hard nose and and i just didn't see it in him i mean obviously he did very well for us and you know but i just didn't like it when when he went into the corners because he very rarely came out with the puck yeah i feel like hanzek is gonna be good at that because he already is good at that given he's playing against kids yeah. um he has played a professional season or ha- about half of a professional season i believe in slovakia um yeah yeah 49 games yeah he got 14 points in 49 games but at the time he was 17 so that's you know fairly impressive um yeah so I don't hate the pick, and in fact, I quite like it. I uh, still would have rather go with Gabriel, but I'm not gonna be fucking pissy about it. Why, you know? Uh, it's you know, and honestly, once you start getting past the the ten mark or the, even the fifteen mark, you know, it's it's it can be a crapshoot, right? Mm-hmm. Well, even even the top three is often a crapshoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't doesn't appear that it was this year, but. I mean, you yeah. never know. No. You know, time will tell for all of them. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm just real quick. Hanzek is really he's got he's got good feet to begin with. What I've noticed because I watched kind of a, a draft breakdown video, uh, a couple of them um, with pros and cons. And I was watching and even kind of noticing myself before they even got up to this point in the video. Um, He tries really hard on defense, which is great. And he's good at it when he's in position. Um, The thing is, he's he's got really fast first two strides, kind of explosive. And then he just kind of slows down to a halt almost. Um, so that's got to be worked on, but that's something like, you know, that's something that can be learned. That's, you know, and from what I hear, he's a really good leader. Like, like I said, they're going to make him the the captain of the, of the giants in his second, you know, he's only been in Canada for half a year, you know, that's impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. That that shows the type of quality that you're looking for. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and I feel like Craig, it was really driving that, um, size that type of conversation right mm-hmm. you know the, the leadership quality and size thank god you know we didn't draft anybody smaller than six feet we haven't done that in years. uh we drafted one which we'll get into next mm-hmm. yeah uh well do you just want to move on to our second round pick sure. oh oh it actually says he's six one now because it said he was five ten last time I looked at uh, on draft day when I looked it said he was five ten, so these yeah, kids when I was do. Looking at him, on, he was he was I I have him listed as as six feet or I'm not I but uh, hockey DB has him listed as six feet and so does Sportsnet. Okay, well I was looking, and I did notice he was five ten, but 
guys grow and that's good maybe it was just an older uh older car that I was looking at but whatever um so we have a bigger guy than i thought which is good i have absolutely no problems with this pick in fact i think i think it's a steal of a pick um what do you think i you know what i mean it's it's a safe pick um the the fact that that he was was still around there actually kind of surprises me um because we took him at what 48th pick i think it was i think it's 48th pick um uh, something like that i think i think that's what our yeah because we were 16 again so 32 and yeah. yeah um so i i think it's a great pick um he's he's played um in in the queue he's played two full seasons with uh with moncton he's looked really sharp um you know, he gets an appropriate amount of uh, penalties, so I mean, he's got grit. I'm sure uh, you know they'll they'll teach him how to potentially stay out of the box, but you know, as as we know, the Flames like to hang out there in, in bunches. Um, no, I, I I'm I'm actually excited about this one. Um, I at first when I when they first said it, I was like ah, a, a D man so early, but it is second round, so I I don't I I'm. I don't have any issues with that pick at all. Um, I'll be I'll be dead honest. I I didn't care about a D man with our second pick. I was just really happy that we didn't take Sandine Pelica and whoever else was available in the first round because I don't think that. I mean, I think I think Sandine Pelica will be a fine player, but I just think that there was like six or seven forwards. That would have that, that including Hanzek that were you know better to pick and at this point we just need the best player available. Um, getting back to more end, what's that? Do you know where he ended up going? Uh, Sandy Pelica. Yeah. Uh, I think the pick after either one or two picks after us, Detroit in the second. No, no, in the first. Was he in the first? Yeah, I believe it was Detroit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. Because I remember them talking about, oh, Puck moving Swedish defenseman to Detroit. Because yeah. yeah. they've never had like 17 million of those before. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he could turn out to be way better than I think, but I think he's got a similar upside as Moran, to be honest. And, and you know, we picked up Moran like 30 picks later. So um one thing so high scoring defensemen in the in juniors is a dime a dozen. They're fucking everywhere. Right? Yeah. Um the thing that stands out with me is like I'm let me read it. Moran is a very physical defenseman. Uh, throwing hits all game. He's a skilled shooter off the point with a bit of act, um, a bit of activation. He has creative breakout ideas, um, using a double cut to escape pressure. Um, and the one thing that really gets me about him is that there's been a. It wasn't this one, but I've read a few different uh, draft cards and stuff that have told me he's he doesn't sacrifice defense for offense, which at that age is very rare. 
And it's mm-hmm. especially very r- rare for somebody who can get 72 points in, in 67 games at that yeah, age. No doubt. So that that's impressive. Yeah, and I was going to say as well, I mean, last year getting 21 goals. So, I mean, he's he's got a shot. Absolutely. And he's not afraid to use it, right? Yeah. And he, uh, what is his playoff stats? He was over a point a game in the playoffs last year too. Um, 12, 12 games and 17 points. Yeah. Like. That's, that's great. That's and, really good. I was reading somewhere. Obviously, I don't. I don't watch a whole bunch of, uh, you know, Moncton Wildcat games. I, I don't have the time. Um, he played with Peltier. Apparently, apparently Peltier is like a Moncton Wildcats uh, legend. But uh, legend, even wow. What's that? Legend, even that's impressive. Well, that like that's what Moran was saying at the draft when he got drafted and went and talked to Pat and everyone. He was like, "Oh, no, we all talk about Peltier and we all you know watched his first few games and all that type of stuff." But uh, he, yeah, he's just impressive. I'm I'm excited for this guy. Like I'm excited for Hansek, but I'm more excited for this guy. I'll be dead honest. And maybe it's because of our lack of defensive depth or because we drafted him so late. Um I'm I'm just really excited for this guy. It's not very often you get excited about a defenseman, so it's interesting. I like it. Well, I get excited about defensemen, just usually not like, you know, second round defenseman for at least a couple of years. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um new customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just five dollars to score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. In Massachusetts, call eight hundred three two seven five zero five zero or visit gambling hotline at ma.org in new york call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny that's 467-369 in kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the boot hill casino and resort kansas in west virginia gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after insurance. One boost per eligible game, opt-in required. Max bet $50. $10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash 
baseball terms. Uh, moving on. With the third round pick that we got in the Toffoli trade, which was actually our pick originally, uh, we right. we picked up uh, Suniev, I believe. Yeah. I, I don't know how to say his name properly. I think yeah. it's Suniev. It's eight, Suniev. Yeah, Adar Suniev. Yeah. So he that. is not at development camp because he doesn't have a visa. I believe that's right. Which doesn't make any sense because he was playing for Penticton, I think. Yeah. But I guess that's not work. Interesting. That's just a high school team, isn't it? Is that what it is? I think so. So Um, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But. I don't know too much about him. Like the, the rest of these guys, I don't know too much about. We'll we'll do a quick little thing. Have you done a lot of research on them or any at all? Um, not on the bottom three for sure. Um, yeah. The. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't do a ton on on these guys. I. It's so rare that they work third out. rounders, fourth rounders, even even make the the main club. So. I mean, he he won't even make uh, the AHL for what three years, probably two years for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, which is fine. I mean, that's I mean, yeah. you, you need you need players in in uh, every league. So exactly. Um, no, I've heard he's got a good shot, but most kids do. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, he's another you know big six, guy. Six one, six two. Um, you know, I uh, that that was my biggest takeaway. I was just super ecstatic that that Craig went ahead and drafted size. I was just that's been one thing that's bothered me for years of how how little we we've, we've drafted in in like five years. And big skill as well, right? Not just yeah. big, but big skill. Well, we yeah. got big in the seventh round. Big, not skill in the yeah. seventh round. Right. Which is whatever. Um and then the next one was Lipinski, who uh played with Hanzek last year in um in juniors, which yeah, is good. For Vancouver Giants, yeah. Yeah, for Vancouver, yeah. Um I just spaced on that for some stupid reason. But uh you know having another Another guy who you know knows knows our first round pick. You know that never hurts. Probably won't play together for a little while, a couple years or whatever. Um, yeah. And then we started reaching a little bit in the sixth and seventh round, but like whatever, who cares? We got a big goalie with probably the best name in the history of names, uh, right. Igor Igorov. Um, just a big, big goalie that's, who uh, that's very Russian. Yeah, it's <laughs> very Russian. Yeah, and uh, Axel Hertig, who's just a big defenseman. Um, don't really expect either of these guys to become uh, you know NHLers at all or anytime soon. At least would be nice. It's always nice to get the occasional Dustin Wolf or whatever, but. Uh, it's right. very rare that you know your fifth, sixth, seventh, fourth 
Rounders even make the NHL. So, yeah, Hurtig uh, has spent the last two seasons uh, in the Swedish Junior League. Um, nothing jumps off the page for points, right? He's played with 30, 40, 50 games over the last two seasons with 10 points. So, you know, do you listen fine. to, um, you listen to, um, 960 sometimes, eh? Yeah. You know what? I, I haven't listened to it as much as I used to. Um, the new format, the new guys, I'm just not super, they're just not super engaging for me. So yeah. I don't listen to them as much as I used to. Yeah. Well, I, I was I listening. Pop back and forth. Yeah. I was listening to the, to the second day of the draft on it just because I was doing chores and shit and I had, had it in my ears. Um, and Pat had a guy from EP ringside or something like that. You know, one of the drafting projection companies um, on with him during the seventh round when we picked up Hertig and the guy like jumped out of his chair. He's like, I didn't think this guy, I didn't think this guy was on anybody's list, but I'm like really pumped that the flames picked him because I've been watching him and I'm really excited for this. And I was like, Justin, well, that's good to know, but apparently he's just a big hawking physical force who gets in the way. So yeah, like six, six, four already 200 pounds. Is he 17? Is he 18, 17? Yeah. He's yeah. 18. Yeah. Yeah. Born so. June 10th, uh, 05. Yeah. That's... So fresh 18. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. there's our draft. I don't think, you know, besides the first two two rounds, you know, which is usually how a draft goes. You know, first two rounds yeah. you get you can get pretty excited for, and the rest of them you just kind of like. But I think Connery did good drafting ceiling and not floor because I think we've drafted a lot of drafted for floor instead of ceiling a lot. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I am um, given his first first draft that he's been at the helm. I uh, I don't have really any problem with what what they accomplished in uh, Nashville last week. Do you want to talk was, about the Toffoli trade? Do you think it was good? Do you think do you think he did all right there? You know what? When it first happened, I I wasn't super happy by it. Um, yeah. but after uh, doing a bit of you know breathing, um, and doing logical thinking, it I th I think it was great. Personally, I I would prefer that to have been a second round pick, but. I mean, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. Um, and seeing know, what other forwards of Toffoli's ilk were going for around that time, mm -hmm. and even other forwards, you know, slightly less of Toffoli's ilk were going for free. Like the fact that we got somebody back who's an mm -hmm. NHL player who has scored over 20 goals in his three year career before. And is six years younger than Toffoli, plus a third round draft pick is, and you know, signed for another couple years at at way less than Toffoli's going to be is the main thing. So yeah, that was that was actually what I was going to bring up. Um, that I, I I wasn't super impressed with the contract. 
Um, you know, because he'll he'll be a UFA at the end of it. So we got a two year at three point one. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I was I I was hoping Craig was going to get it done for maybe three years or four years at two point five. Buy at but... least a little bit of UFA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it, I'm not I'm not going to be upset about it. It gives us two years to see what he's got, and then we go from there. It felt that contract felt like an afterthought because of all of the shit that's on the front burner. It felt like we'll get this guy, we'll get him signed to, you know, a couple years, kick it down the road type of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. because of the Lindholm, Backlund, Hannafin, Zadorov, all of the shit that's going on, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And when, um, when I was on that hockey podcast um, draft, it was it was it was pretty apparent. Um, There's quickly uh, uh, talking with with the Devils um, podcast there, um, and mm. and he was he was really high on on on, on the player. Yeah, I and have so been I for was... a couple of years too. Like I because I pay attention to the league, right? It's like. Mm-hmm. I know he had a down year, but he produced playing with Jack Hughes. You know what I mean? The one year that he produced, he was playing with Jack Hughes and he did score a bunch of goals, which means he can play with high skilled players. Right. Yeah, you know, exactly. Which is good because, you know, we have, and I think he's right handed, isn't he? Yeah. So. Yeah, that, I'm pretty sure there was. Either way, either way, we've got a, a young guy who could maybe fit with uh, Huberto or could fit with even with like a Pelche and Dubé kind of a line or, or whatever. And, they, you know, he can play center. He can play both wings. He's has upside. I think I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised by him because I have watched him. He's got a wicked wrist shot. You know. And you said that the a, guy from the Devil State of Mind podcast was pretty, pretty up was, on him. Yeah, he was pretty, pretty pumped on the player himself. He said, "He's like, you're, you're gonna like him as a player." Yeah. Um, and 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 I, I think we, I honestly think we will too. Was yeah, that you know, uh, yeah. Neil you were talking to? Yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard I've listened to the podcast a couple times. He's uh he's quite the character. It sounds like. I have never talked to him, but he was all dressed up for the for the show. He was wearing a suit jacket and everything. It was amazing. Nice. Um. Uh, that's pretty much all I got. I mean, we got um, prospect camp happening. I, th- I believe it starts tomorrow. Uh, all the players are in town. Jeremy Poirier, I guess, has been playing through a lower body injury for two years according to uh ray edwards who's uh claims training staff so they finally got their hands on him and they fixed whatever the problem is so now he's just hanging out with the group and healing from what i gather well hopefully uh hopefully it's it's over for him now for the suffering two years to i mean that's that's like monahan territory for crying out loud it it is, but he actually produced. Fair point. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah, like 
19 or 20 or whatever. So you could throw those people at a, at a cement wall and they'd bounce off and be fine in a couple of days. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, I, I think, I think, you know, the, the bit of time off, hopefully we'll, we'll do him well for the, for the healing. And I think he'll pick up right where he, he left off, but slightly better. I hope good. so. Slightly better defensively. Let's hope. Right. I mean, that's a pretty key part of, part of uh, his game, defense, isn't it? Yeah. Defense position. Yeah. Maybe Michael Stone will get his hands on him and teach him. I how sure to hope so. Take slap yeah, shots Stone, from the point. And... <laughs> Stone, Stone's got to grab a couple of guys and be like, hey, fuck, listen to me. All right. It's great. Start with Shillington and work your way down. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Start at yeah. Start at the top. Yeah, you know, between him and Zadaroff and a couple of Bambies on on ice, when when they get going, they look awkward as all hell. Yeah. (laughs) Um. That's okay. Yeah. You got anything else, or uh, make it a quick show? Yeah, make it a quick show. I think. uh, Quick recap. I did want to have a quick chat about uh, stone which we covered um yeah it's been uh not as productive as one would have thought our off season would have been at this point um not necessarily that, that we're not signing players or or anything like that i'm just very surprised in the lack of trading of players mm-hmm. and or or you know contract extensions whatever right i just I, I just really hope that Craig's keeping that asset management concept in the in the back of his brain at all times because if if we lose any more players to next to nothing or nothing, I'm gonna start losing my shit. Yeah, I'm I'm let's get a prediction from you. Like, do you think Specifically with Hannafin Lindholm Backland, what do you think is going to happen? Like, I know that you want them to be either, either traded, like either traded or or extended before the season starts, preferably um, sooner. But what do you predict to actually happen? I think uh, Hannafin. I think Hannafin will be traded before the season starts. Um, because not for anything in particular, I just think um, that would be the time to get him to another team, and and I'm hoping that we're only going for futures, uh, futures, right? I want Me draft too. picks and and prospects, and nothing more. Um, when it comes to Lindholm, you know, the the more I think about it, the more I I kind of want them to just trade them. Um, I don't want to have another eight-year, $9 million contract on our hands where you know, we've got four players coming off massive contracts at the same time and you know, well past the prime. Um, I, I love Lindholm as a player, but and and obviously I, I'm well aware that he's he's given us that huge discount for so many years. He deserves a lot more money. He does, but I just—it's the term that freaks me out. Um, it wouldn't freak me out so much if it wasn't for yeah, you know, the cadre and the 
you know, the Huberdo and the Uyghur all, you know, well, Codre being a seven year, but the other two uh, kicking in on eight now. Yeah. That's that terrifies me, right? And I, I honestly think that he would be a brilliant player to trade at the deadline for a team that's looking for a push um, or, you know, whatever they need to uh, make it to the, you know, the, the final four, we'll say, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think he would be a good guy for that. What Do you think that's what's going to happen? Do you think they're going to go into the season with him unsigned? Do. Or do you think they're going to trade him? Or do you think they're going to sign him or what? I think I think they're going to not have a contract done by the start of season with uh, with Lindy, and I believe what will end up happening, so we, we can get a massive return for it, is that he'll sign an extension to a team, or sign an extension, and we'll do a trade. It's interesting the, how that's been happening. It's it's happening more and more, right? I mean, which is good. Teams want that that stability and and to know that the player is going to be around, right? You, you don't want to be giving up all your assets for you know a couple of months for a player. Mm-hmm. You know? At least I I know I I wouldn't. Yeah. You know, you know, unless unless it's a sure thing, you're you're raising Lord Stanley or at least playing in that final. Yeah. I I I wouldn't be putting up that much, that many futures, right? Especially if that player is instrumental in you getting there. Yeah. You know, what do you do for the next season, right? And what about Backlund? Um, I think he's going to sign a four-year deal and get to see. Do you think it's going to be um, cheap? I don't think it's going to be more than he's making now. Less? A little bit less or the same? A little bit less. Um, like like four seven five or something. Yeah, four five four seven five. Hmm. See, I'm, I'm a little bit close there. I guess I I don't think back. I think Backland is not going to. Um. Like he's he's just gonna be the guy who goes in to next season un unextended. That's my my prediction. Um, yeah, Hannafin is going to get well. traded, and I I fucking hope so because I don't see him getting any less than Dmitry Orlov, and that's terrifying to me. Um, it's not worth that. Yeah, that that deal was fucking stupid. Um, yeah. even though it's only two years. Um, but I don't see Hannafin getting any less than seven seven five, and I don't see him as a anything more than a six two five. Um, maybe six five. Um, well, exactly, and, and I mean, just given our cap situation, um, it's it's time to move on from some of these. Yeah. It really is. I and, I do think Lindholm's going to sign list. though. I I'm on the fence on if I want it because I don't know what the direction of the team is going to be. Yeah. Uh but well, I do that's think kind that of the problem, he will, right? Because even even given the draft and and what's happened since the draft, nobody knows what the direction of the team is, right? No, you know we're not selling assets for picks. We're not signing free agencies. We're for free players. We're just oh yeah, absolutely. Like but like there seems to be no nothing no, is no, happening. Yeah, nothing is happening, right? Like like we're just kind of sitting here twiddling, twiddling our thumbs, going waiting for. Are, 
are we going to have a team next year? Like, are, are we going to have 23 players to ice a roster? Are we going to be right now? We don't. <laughs> yeah. Right. What are we sitting at right now? 20 now? Yeah, I eight, think so. Nine, 19 or 20. Um, I think we have is, 21. We have 21 now, which means that we're like 2 million over the cap. Yeah. And, and so, we still need a couple of players. So yeah, we need to trade Hannafin and we need to get a good, you know, a, a good return for him. We need to get at least a first yeah. and and a prospect, if not That's a right. first a prospect and and another prospect or another like third or something like that. Yeah, if if we're not picking two or three times in the first round next year, I'm gonna be angry. Yeah. You know, between between the assets that we're that we're thinking about trading off to other teams. Like we, yeah. we need return for these guys. I agree. Um well with that I think we should probably call it. Um yeah. let us know what you guys think down in the comment section below. Um yeah. No if Yeah if, let us know what you think of our of our picks that, that Craig made. What are your what are your thoughts on the on the three Pending contracts that we have uh, coming up in in Hannafin, Backlund, and Lindholm. Um, what direction do you want the team to go in? Right. I want I want to full on blow it up and let's go. Let's I do too. I just can't see it happening. As much no, as I neither. want it to happen, it just doesn't make sense with the contract structure we have. We'd have to give away four first round picks just to get rid of the fucking contracts right. we have. Yeah, we'll do another Monaghan situation, just giving away draft picks so we can sign players like Kadri. Yeah. Fuck you, Brad. Well, Fuck you, Brad. I guess um, make sure to check out the Hockey Podcast Network. Check us out on Twitter. Chris started us a Twitter, so um, yeah. what's the handle? Armchair GM10. Yeah. Check us out on Facebook, Spotify, all that type of good stuff and uh talk to you in a couple weeks hopefully something has happened by then we'll have some news one way or the other that's for show yeah all right guys thanks for tuning in cheers till next time cheers